thing happened. Um, tonight's a little bit different because it's a hell hat, and that means that it's... Uh, so this, this silly game derived from... There's only one time in my entire life of school going to Christian school that I ever felt smart and better than other people. All the rest of the time, I felt like I'd never be good enough, Jesus was better, all the girls were skinnier, prettier, or had way, way more money, and better clothes, and I'd never be... I never got called on, I never felt good, except once in sixth grade, Mr. Middleton did this thing called impromptu speeches and he put things in a hat and people had to go up to the front of the room and they had to talk for 60 seconds and every single goddamn motherfucker in that class was terrified terrified and i was like only a minute okay i was in sixth grade i had a good time i was good at it i'm telling you i finished the minute and and they were like everyone else was like they'd speak for 15 seconds and they'd be like um and I'm like yelling from the back, it says cats! You've never had a cat? Like what's wrong with you? A kitten, a cat, an old cat, your cat died? Anything, it doesn't even have to be funny, it's impromptu speeches. You just have to make your mouth move for a minute and no one could do it. And I was like, this is my skill, this is real. Okay, so this is the hell hat and this is a dead animal. It's been dead for many years, so don't feel bad. It's a um, long time and it's filled with all kinds of hellish, terribly weird things on pieces of paper. I'll do it first so that you're not scared. And then, so, and the way it works too is you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can like go like this, you can be like, ah, fuck, well this one says, audience prize! Woo! No, that's real. Um, Hey, David, will you grab in the bag in the corner, there's a bag of lighters, will you grab one? It's the audience prize. (laughs) No, they're mutiny radio lighters. I was prepared for this. Usually I remember to bring the weed treats, but I, I forgot today because I was hanging out with children and they go that you know what that's a thing children love to go in your bag like they think they think your bag is their bag they're like oh you have a bag what's in your bag what's in my bag I'm like ah then they try to put things in your bag I have a sweatshirt and they just he just opens my bag to put it in the if I would have had my boxes of chocolates I made these caramel I'll get them to you guys later but that I made um coconut cream filled dark chocolate dipped and they had weed in them <laughs> I felt really good about it. I was like, I'm good at this too. I'm good at weed food. So I'll get I'll get you guys all back, I promise. No, 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 audience prize. One audience prize. So just sort of um one of these, both of the two the two real audience. Give one to each of them. The, the two ladies in the room. Ladies, yay! It's audience prize. So there's audience prizes in there. Okay, your worst your worst joke. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. That's, that's my worst joke. <laughs> the other, the alternate ending of that is, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! Uh, are you happy with your body? Um, yeah, like, Externally, yes. Internally, no. I have this kidney issue because I drank Diet Coke in my 20s. Anybody else drink Diet Coke every six, six Diet Cokes a day for their entire 20s? No, just me. Cool. All right, that's why I have kidney issues. <laughs> it's Diet Coke. I want to like sue them and be like, you didn't tell me it wasn't safe to drink instead of water. Like it's like the McDonald's thing, right? Oh, the coffee's hot. I'm burned. I get lots of money. Same thing. Audience prize. I don't, I don't know what to give them. Uh, do you guys like weed? I just, I, just, I just got some weed. I can give someone a nug of weed. Are you, the, audience, the, audience, the audience people are fine. Okay. 
Oh no! See, I'm not. See, here's. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to put that in for one of you, because I don't want to get. I don't want to get that. <laughs> I don't want to get that. Coffee or beer? That's a dumb question. Obviously, beer. I don't believe in spending four dollars for anything unless it has alcohol in it. These idiots now walking down. I'm going to Four Barrel. Let's get a coffee that's hand dripped with the thing, and it came out of the monkey's butt, and then you ground it in the thing, and then we get four dollars for the coffee. Not unless it has alcohol in it, you weirdos. Spending money willy-nilly, crazy kids. Are you coming to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> Clearly, I pandered. I wasn't supposed to get this one. I was supposed to leave this in for someone else. I'll put it back in the hat so we can remind everybody later. Uh, here's one. Uh, your worst tattoo. Uh, I have a lot of tattoos, and some would say that the PBR tattoo I got when I was blackout drunk on my 33rd birthday might have been the one that would be the worst. But I say nay. Uh, I also have, I know, right? Well, no, it's, right? But it's my, it's my second neck tattoo. I got a neck tattoo when I was 20, and it's, it's funny because I, I was teaching in school, and um, some of the kids in my class were like, oh, Benjamin, spot not cry later essay. And that's when I learned that I accidentally got a gang sign tattooed on my neck in the 90s. Fucking Norteño shit, yo. I got to smile now, cry later. I got this when I was 20 because I love theater. Like I was a theater student. I got my BA in theater from UC San Diego. And I go to the, I go to the thing and I'm like, oh, drama mask. I want them on my neck because I can cover it with my hair and my mom will never know. But little did I know that neck tattoos are sort of a gang thing. Like that's... <laughs> And then I actually got a gang tattoo. But that could be the worst one. I love that one, though. This one, this is another accidental tattoo. I, I have a semicolon because I've written a bunch of novels, and they are pregnant with semicolons. I love the idea of slamming two ideas together that are sort of the same but disparate. And then I learned, and I got it on my wrist because I was like, I'm a writer, and I can look at it. So I learned later that people who try to commit suicide get this later. Like their life was semicolon. I'm like, I have an accidental suicide tattoo on everybody. It's like I'm a gang, I'm a Mexican gang member suicide. Oh, and I have a Jesus tattoo. I have a cross with a heart and a fish in it, my very first tattoo, because I wanted to get something that would be with me forever. <laughs> I used to be very zealotrously Christian. Uh, so my tattoos are a map. They're all the worst. Like every single one of them is terrible. Okay, last. Um, no, I still have time. Um, I'm going to get my dead cat uh, tattooed on my arm, uh, like, a, a, like a really cool, like, black. If he was a gray cat with the green eyes, it'll be, it'll be, like, very lifelike. But I can't get it yet because I would cry too much when I see it. Like, I'm starting to get misty now because I'm thinking about the cat. Sorry, I love that cat. I really, your favorite serial killer. That would absolutely be John Wayne Gacy. Clown outfits? Hell yeah. Make it fun, baby. If you're going to bite a dick off, like, fucking be wearing a clown nose. Wow, wow. Oh, see, you're allowed to do this. You can just go through the hat and be like, whatever, I'm not going to take that one. I was the same one I had from before about coming to the Mutiny Radio. Con. Another audience prize. I'm not. I'm just picking weird things. Okay. Oh God! All the audience prizes are coming out at once. There's a different one. Ah! Okay. Um, this is fair. Your favorite musical? Does anybody else like musical theater? Are there some? Are there some tap? Were you a child tap dancer? Were you in some? Or no? You just like it. But you never like. But you can pot a beret like a motherfucker, right? Pot a beret. 
Oh, that's musical theater is all pot of berets, isn't it? It's, it's just, it's and jazz hands. Woo! Uh, my favorite musical. Oh God, I have so many. It's difficult. My favorite musical that I was in was a chorus line. And don't worry, it was just community theater. <laughs> but I was Larry the dance captain. And they tried to change my name. Because Larry's usually a guy in the thing. And they were like, we're going to change your name to Laura. I'm like, fuck you. No, you're not. I'm Larry the dance captain. And I dressed like a militant ballerina. And the best part of this musical was that the whole first number, we just like walk back and forth in the front of the stage and watch all the dancers as they're facing the audience. As if we and I was 23 years old. And I had the best ass. And I had this butt shelf, and I just walked back and forth. And for 20 minutes, everyone, so with the VHS tape, which is gone now, sadly, I got to, like, watch my amazing ass just walk back and forth. And I was like, this is, this is an artifact I need to keep forever. And now it's, and now it's gone. I can only remember. I mean, it was like, you could, it was, I couldn't believe. I was watching it, like, that's my ass? It was like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. What, but that, so that's why, um, Dance 10 Looks 3 is my favorite. No, and, and they also, that was the musical where I wanted to sing more, and the director was like, oh, Pam, you're Larry the dance captain because you can't sing. <laughs> They're like, you can dance, girl, but you cannot sing. And then I said, out of spite, I'm going to win the karaoke thing, and then I did, and I went down the street, and I was with all the musical theater people, and we were all singing karaoke together, and guess who won? Guess who won the contest? Me! And then I went to Sacramento, and I won another contest. Yeah! And then I went to the state karaoke finals in 1997. You know why? Because don't ever tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yeah, my best, thank you. My best decisions have all been made out of spite. That's pretty much like my life's mantra. Tell me I, good. Okay, so that's how the hell hat works. Yay! Um, it, it, we're in, we're sort of in a family situation right now, so I don't know who's going to go up next. So while I sing the song and other people design, got everyone make eyes at each other who's in the show and decide who's. <laughs> can you guys do that? There's four, there's four guys on the bill tonight who are like physically booked. Other people can come up too, no problem. But we're going to have the four guys who were physically booked first go up. That's it's Dan, well it's so Stan Frank, Matthew Quirk, Luke Newman, and Chris Holstein. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You guys make eyes at each other while we sing the song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. It's good weed capital, thank you. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. It looks like Dan and Chris are going to have to Rosham for it. Unless you want, you're feeling the want, you want the desire to do it, then yeah, we go for it. <laughs> Rochambeau. What's that? You don't know what that is? Rock, paper, oh, rock, paper, scissors, or, um, oh, cause <laughs> we, that, I mean, it's its own, I'll put that in next time for the thing like, Rochambeau or rock, paper, scissors. Uh, do you, uh, you want, but you're feeling a burning need in your loins to go up. Yes? Yeah. Yes! Everybody's all the way from Albany, New York, and he flew all the way out here to San Francisco for who knows why. We're going to find out. Uh, <laughs> put your hands together. He's very funny. Dan Frank! Hey, everybody. I'm Rochambeau. That's my street name now <laughs> here in the mission. 
Um, I did something I'm pretty proud of this past week. Uh, I finally came out of the closet to my parents. And thank you. I told them I do comedy. <laughs> they didn't take it well. It's a lot of you probably experience in your lives. Like, it said the usual things like, are you sure you're not just like confused? Like maybe like give law another try, Dan. But I was like, I can't change who I am. And also I'm gay. I just slipped that in. <laughs> now when I told uh, my grandma that I was gay, she had the same reaction when I told her I do comedy. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> just don't involve me. I was like, got it, don't write jokes about grandma or invite her to sex parties. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. What's this thing? I'm gonna take a thing that was already done. <laughs> audience prize. <laughs> you know the thing about audience prizes? No. <laughs> Your worst tattoo. I have one tattoo. It's right up here on my shoulder and that would be a bitch to show you right now. <laughs> For those of you on the radio, I'm wearing three layers and a Team Jesus t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who I had to blow. <laughs> Jesus, but that's who I got this shirt from. Someone had a, I wore this to a show and someone asked me what church I go to. And I was like, a Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a church that gives out these shirts. I feel like the people can't read. <laughs> Team Jesus, he'll lead us to victory. <laughs> All right, back to real material. <laughs> anyway. I was, uh, I went on a terrible date recently. Has anyone ever done that? So this is really relatable, okay? <laughs> Y'all feel for this. Uh, it was at this place called Suko Tai in Albany. Uh, if you ever go to Albany, New York, go to this place. Re actually, I shouldn't say, I hear the best Asian food ever is here. But comparatively, go to Suko Tai. Just never with this guy. He was terrible company. Um, I nearly said his name. <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> John would have hated that. Um, I'll call him Steve. So I went on a date with this guy, Steve. Um, I order a beer and he's like, wait, you're having a drink? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but why? And I'm like, cause you're yelling. And then when I finally get the drink, he puts his hand on my hand and he goes, you know that you don't need a drink to be fun, right? And I was like, listen, Nancy Reagan, I know I'm fun. I'm drinking to make you more fun right now. First date and he said that to me. And then I slept with him. I. <laughs> That was very relatable, I could see. <laughs> no one else in here hates themselves. That's <laughs> No, it was just one. 
Then I started ripping sake bombs at no. <laughs> no, no. Who is the best you at your core? It's really sad I have to think about that. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Audience prize. Holy shit, you get another lighter. Or pot, or you, you don't want that, do you? No. Okay. Good people, like Jesus. Are you coming to the Mutiny Radio <laughs> Comedy Festival? Ha <laughs> ha! No. That's actually my birthday week. I'll be celebrating it in Albany. I like San Francisco. You have a lot of hills, though. Surprised everyone doesn't have like toner legs and butts with all the hills you have to do around here. Really, I give it to all of you. You have something here called Drag Queen Storytime. Y'all know about this? You know about it? Yeah. It's a, I, someone just told me about that. It's um in Albany, New York now. One of my friends who's a drag queen there, Noelle Diamond did it. Any of you who don't know what this is, it's like a drag queen leading a room full of six-year-olds in if you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Yes, queen! <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> and so strange at the same time, but... <laughs> No, it's really cute. Uh, when I heard that she was doing this, like she was showing all these kids about like like introducing them slowly to drag and gender bending and LGBT stuff. I was like, this is literally what Christian fundamentalists think we do. <laughs> They're always going on about like the homosexuals have got your kids. They're gonna teach them their ways and their songs. And then drag queens heard that and they were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> do you do business consulting? <laughs> Felt comfortable telling that joke in San Francisco. <laughs> I did that at uh, the most redneck bar in upstate New York. Did not appreciate the fact that I was gay. As you could guess, <laughs> didn't read the room. <laughs> of the Duck Dynasty wannabes. <laughs> With hand soap in the bathroom was a bottle of Clorox. Because <laughs> Dial or Dove is just not mask enough. <laughs> One guy at the back of the room shouted at me, fags aren't funny, get out. And I was like, oh my god, dad? You came? <laughs> but it was just a drunk. Wow, that, I just realized how sad that is. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> it just looked like really emphasized <laughs> with an underline. Like I was supposed to shout that to people I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, Casey Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> Who's Casey Anthony? Girl. <laughs> Sh 
she gives away an audience prize. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She killed her baby and now she's getting married again. Anyway, what are you do Yeah, that was a lot, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? This. And I'm happy to do it. What am I doing? I'm a piano teacher, clearly. <laughs> Wait, you too? Oh, I thought you were pointing to him, like he was the other piano teacher. Oh, that would be a lot. I got to go through this jungle gym and then. Do I point it at it? Why don't you play? You're so close. I'll tell you what to play. Go. It's. We could have conversations. <laughs> My entrepreneurial brain is going now. How much time do I have? Uh, one? one? Okay. I didn't know I was on a thing. That's why we went to the piano. Um, babies? <laughs> There's a question mark for people on the radio. <laughs> it's like, do they exist? Are they people? <laughs> Can they get abortions? Can, <laughs> Can they get married or... No, all, everyone was silent at that. Not babies <laughs> getting abortions. That was the taboo line. <laughs> I shouldn't tell an abortion joke. That would suck the life out of the audience. <laughs> ah! <laughs> See, this is my friend's first time seeing me do comedy and <laughs> slaying it right now <laughs> with my abortion jokes. The most scary confrontation. <sighs> Jeff Sessions exit interview with Donald Trump. That sounded <sighs> real addicting to watch, like, like drag queen fighting addicting, you know? Here, I'll do one more. I'm going to choose. Hold on. Um. I'm going to rip his dick off. <laughs> feel like one of the real housewives of New Jersey wrote this <laughs> or something. Um, I, I was um, with a guy for a while in Brooklyn, and he had a cock ring on. And I've never seen one of those in real life before because I'm from Vermont. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> the host and the one person from Vermont laughed. <laughs> I don't think they're legal there, but <laughs> um, afterwards, uh, I go to the bathroom, and I come out, and on the coffee counter is his cock ring with his keys on it. <laughs> so, sir, he doubled 
his cock ring as a key ring. <laughs> this is why I'm a germaphobe. Like, people are just throwing their cock rings all around the world in their Starbucks willy-nilly. I don't know why Starbucks, but I feel like that draws the gaze and cock rings. Just throwing them around the world willy-nilly. No pun intended. Ah, and on that, my worst joke ever. (laughs) I'm Dan Frank. Thank you so much, Mutiny. Yay, Dan Frank. Easily besting the hell hat. That was that was really funny. That was fun too. You did like you moved it around. It was fun. It's fun to see you this week. I've seen you in a couple places and I've enjoyed it every time. And the cock rings. I don't understand. <sighs> One thing I thought it was, I thought it was a ring. I thought it was like a jelly ring. I was at Burning Man and I thought they were giving out like these jelly rings with these little light up things on it. And I was like, and it was a little thing. And I was like, oh, it's like a ring. And I'm like, la 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 la. And they're like, that's a cock ring. And I'm like. <laughs> But it was it was it was clean when I put it on my finger because I also wouldn't I I don't know. All right, <laughs> your next comedian. Uh, the three of you want to make eyes at each other. Is everyone just gonna are you just gonna look at that? You guys want to Rosham for it? Chris and Chris and, and Quirk are gonna Rosham. Chris and Quirk are gonna Rosham. Ready to Rochambeau. Paper rock paper beats. Everybody. He's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's very, very funny. You guys are going to love him. Matthew Quirk. Except for Pam, that idiot savant. I mean, not because she does, like, some things brilliantly, but when she does something idiotic, it's to this, like, brilliant extreme. Like, you just can't outthink that accidental suicide tattoo. (laughs) Hey, come on in. Up in the audience by 50%. (laughs) Tiny hands. I imagine this is a reference to Donald Trump in some way. That's what someone's trying to be clever by saying tiny hands. How about fucking our president, huh? Who doesn't like season three of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency so far, huh? Riveting show. I tell you one thing, I don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. (laughs) I mean, holy shit, what an exciting show. I mean, what will go wrong next, right? Apparently, there's going to be like one day or something where uh, both Pence and Trump are out of the country, like they'll both be flying the same day. And that'll be like, I wonder if we'll all think back on that one sweet day where there wasn't some panic-stricken fucking news thing that he tweeted out earlier that morning. We'll have like one clear day where the news isn't turning us on our fucking heads again. One can only hope. So I had a joke about tiny hands earlier. Way back when Trump was first running, I don't know if you guys remember that uh, he was like, people were blaming him for losing like $900 million on one business deal. And I was like, well, how do you expect him to hold on to $900 million with those tiny, tiny hands? 
the hypocrisy of the left. Your inspiration. Well, I got to tell you, Muni Radio, I'm proud to be your inspiration. <laughs> I know you guys look at me and say, someday I'll be 51, living in a van, <laughs> no visible means of support, <laughs> in a dead-end comedy, no career, just open micing it so I have access to toilets. <laughs> without having to purchase anything and don't look creepy. You're welcome. <laughs> How judgy are you? I got to admit, <laughs> pretty judgy. <laughs> you got to grandfather me in on this. I was born in the 60s, man. Judgment was fine back then. It's part of the deal. I think we should bring it back, as a matter of fact. Too much non-judgmentally. Now we got all these soft kids growing up because nobody can criticize them for one fucking second. All these goddamn softies with their cushed out lives. Yeah, you you admit, <laughs> no argument here, huh, pal? Because you got no backbone. I mean, have you ever like used soap that wasn't antibacterial or anything like that? Because I mean, eventually you're gonna have to touch dirt and like the shock to your system, I'm afraid, might just wipe out your whole generation. <laughs> Straight Darwinism. I mean, you've managed to avoid touching bread and peanut butter this long <laughs> in your life. I'm not sure how much further you can go though. Anyway, I'm for bringing judgment back. I think that's like a highly underutilized you know, it's like public shame. Like, we should have that now. We've gone fucking full Instagram on my life, you know, with every fucking completely boring motherfucker in the world, totally Instagramming every second, every thought, every inaneness. we got to start bringing back shame and shut the fuck up and judgment and harshness. Bullying, I think they used to call it. Bullying. Bullying, it was great. I still don't quite get cyberbullying. Can't you just unplug that motherfucking thing? For the love of God. You know what you couldn't just turn off? John John Taylor. The bully on my block. You couldn't just ignore it. You couldn't put it on airplane mode. You had to deal. Favorite candy, that would be chocolate in general, right? Does that count? Do I have to get like a Jolly Rancher, be like real specific? Just like chocolate in general and not like too much Americanized chocolate. I don't really want the nougat and the peanuts and everything in it. I mean like real thick chocolate, like single origin country chocolate. I know I'm harping on you millennials, but I do appreciate <laughs> what you have done for the chocolate market. <laughs> in general. I did hear, though, that uh, because of global climate change, uh, chocolate will be extinct in like, yeah, in like 2036. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're calling me a liar? 
Sweet heckle, Pam. <laughs> but I'm going to have to rely on science for this one. <laughs> Pam just outed herself as a global warming denier. <laughs> Climate change denier. <laughs> Part of the problem. Anyway, it'll be extinct in like 2036, I believe, was the year. And uh, I'll be in like my 80s by then or something like that. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> right going out on top. How do you party? I know what you guys are thinking, old guy, live in a van, no visible means of support. <laughs> Not much, right? Couldn't possibly, but I'm about to set the three of you who don't know on fire here. I party hard. I probably arguably party harder than everyone in here because I am a semi-pro roller skater. I am a roller skating performer and instructor, and when I got them wheels on my feet, I throw down hella hard. You all can't keep up, quite frankly. Not a one of you. Thank you. I party like it's 1979, fool. For real. And I can back that shit up. Everyone else here is just a talker. Uh, is alcohol bad? Yes, extremely, totally, 100%. It's actually the worst thing for us. Poisons every organ in your body. Look at the downfall of society because of alcohol, right? 60% of all violent crimes, alcohol. 100% of hangovers, alcohol. Nobody's got to come back for that. Your personal Jesus. Uh, my personal Jesus was actually nearly a Jesus. He was this El Salvadorian guy, like, I don't know, 110 years old. He, he, nobody even knows how old he was. He was like, if you want to learn anything from me, you got to learn Spanish. I'm not learning English. He was like at one with like the plant world and can just deal with plants. Like he would work 16 hour days. He would punch in and punch out for eight hours, but he could just deal with all plants. He was a magical human being. As far as I know, he's still alive. One of his greatest skills was you could point to any random animal and he could tell you what it tastes like. Like, he was just living like an Al Salvadorian survivor here in the Bay Area, killing turkeys and birds and squirrels and eating them. Just like, what? You're fucked up. Do you have a plan? No, as expressed earlier, I'm 51, I live in a van, no visible means of support, in one of the most expensive cities. Yeah, I got a plan, actually I do have a plan. 
my non-visible means of support is I'm a handyman. And my idea is to become more and more useful because Armageddon's right around the corner. Peanut butter and bread. I mean, when we run out of soap, your first cold that comes through, you're just wiped out. And we're going to have to be left. All the coders are going to die off too, and middle management in general. And we're going to need to rebuild society and keep things functioning for the rest of us that survive. And I don't know if you guys know this about the plague, but after the plague, everyone who lived, their life got so much better. They're like, hey, fruits and vegetables. The king used to eat this shit, but now they're all dead. Yeah. As long as we still have chocolate at that point, I'll be pretty. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting more useful while the rest of you become more and more useless. <laughs> Least favorite body part. That's probably the fatches. Do you guys know where the fatches are? So you know what love handles are, right? The little bit right there. Well, when you get even larger, there's like a little fold that happens <laughs> between the armpit and the love handle, and that's the fatches. Other than that, probably the asshole would be next. <laughs> I'm not into eating ass, the sphincter, the whole thing. I used to work in plumbing. <laughs> so that's probably, that might actually be the worst part in the human body. Make it a good one. What lurks in the darkness? Ooh. Uh, I believe dark matter is what lurks in the darkness. Once again, science is the issue here. It's uh, apparently 80% of the known universe. Dark matter. Look it up. Actually, this is supposed to be one of those things like look into the human soul. It's supposed to hit hard with comics where he's talking about suicide and death and darkness. But, you know, under the bright lights of Mutiny Radio here in front of all my Mutiny Radio fans, how could I be concerned with the darkness when this is the greatest light I'm going to see until about 45 minutes from now when I'm at the Church of Eight Wheels roller skating again <laughs> under the disco ball. That's all I can seem to think of. All right, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Yay! You got on a sweet roll there for a while. I was like, fuck yeah! Uh, Luke and Chris, you guys want to fight it out? You want to do the, do the thing? Do the bow shampoo. Oh, both scissors. Scissor rock. All right, so you won. So it means you can you get to choose. Do you want to go up next or you want to? Everybody, he's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival too. He's so funny, everybody. Chris Holstein. Woo woo woo! All right. Oh shit. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Holstein. I'm gonna pull from this hat. Before I do, I'm gonna tell you a few like topical things that I need to just. These are like the things I have to tell you when I introduce myself. Uh, I'm Korean. I'm adopted. Everything I say is going to be related to that, I guarantee you. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, jail story. 
Have you been? <laughs> like at the club. Have you have you been to jail? Oh, it's so dark. Uh, I haven't been to jail. I've, I've been to a drunk tank once for being like at point oh seven under the limit. They said I was driving erratically. I was on the 380 exchange trying to cross over from 101 to 280. I wasn't driving erratically. I was driving, trying to transfer to my house. Uh, they pulled me over about a mile from my house, too, and they said, you're going to the drunk tank like five miles away. It was really dumb. Is this supposed to be funny or just storytelling? <laughs> no, I've never been to jail because I'm super square. Uh, I'm super uptight. Uh, it colors pretty much everything I do. Like, I, I don't take risks. I don't. This is like the riskiest thing I've ever done. And when I started doing comedy, people were like, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave for doing comedy. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is <laughs> like, this is like during like the, the fucking Atlas fires. And I was like, you know, there's like people fighting those fires, saving lives. Those, those people are brave. They deserve medals. So there, there's no, I don't, I'm not brave. There's no, I'm never going to get a medal for anything except for like, uh, most continuous farts or, uh, I don't know. Like <laughs> there's no medal for this shit. Um, yeah, I'm never going to jail. <laughs> if I do, I'll hang myself. Uh, have you been in an earthquake? Uh, I think technically I've been on top of a few earthquakes, but nothing big. I, I missed like the Loma Prieta by a few years. <laughs> uh, these are great. Uh, <laughs> ever been in an earthquake? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I should have answered that. Oh, cool. The apocalypse apocal oh good, just spelled right. Is upon us. What do you do? I'm really glad apocalypse is spelled correctly because one of my pet peeves, again, I'm super uptight. So like when I see typos, <laughs> like <laughs> I get really upset. But apocalypse is spelled correctly. Is that you? Yeah. Awesome. Did you, did, you, did you look it up when you spelled it? No, I did not. Or did you? Okay, cool. That's great. Most people don't. It's great. <laughs> a pet peeve of mine uh, the apocalypse is upon us what do you do um, a few years ago I, I started getting into like prepper mode uh, pre oh it was right after the November 2016 and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah we got like a like an EPK I have like rations in my car I have like all sorts of weird things but like I'm not as equipped as Matt like I have a knife I don't know if I think I know how to use it I've never stabbed anybody because I've never been to jail um, so I think if the apocalypse comes, I will try to survive. Um, I'll do my best, but I'm also like really squirmish about like bugs and animals and like anything. Like I can't, I can't fish cause I don't like touching fish or like putting the hook in the, in the bait. I don't like touching bugs. Um, the idea of like anything, every time there's like a dead anything, I can't, I don't, I can't touch it. Like, so I don't know how I'm going to survive other than like canned meat and the, uh, <laughs> maybe stocking out inside of a Walmart. I don't know. It's going to be rough. But I have, nobody touched my car. I got like knives and rations inside of it. <laughs> what I've always wanted. Wow. What I've always wanted. What have I always wanted? Um, that's a good question. Well, I'm up here. <laughs> uh, I do want some validation that like uh, the shit that I think of in my head isn't completely psychotic. That was actually, a, that was a, a big motivator for me doing comedy, honestly. Like I... I wasn't sure because I do suffer, you know, I do suffer from depression and a bunch of other weird identity issues, being adopted and uh, Korean adoptee, and so um, me doing comedy was like a personal thing of like overcome this fear of like getting up and just like basically being naked, like saying shit that most people like I I don't in a polite company I'm not like hey guys you know I'm adopted right 
the people don't really appreciate that when you bring that to the to the to a conversation. But like in comedy, it's like I can take that and I can turn that into a joke, which it is. Um, so what I want is just like some validation of like, or, or just proof that either I, well, either way it lies. I might be psychotic. I might be funny. I don't know. I honestly don't. Uh, and so we're right now we're working through that and trying to figure out like where on that scale because I think it's a spectrum honestly like uh, you're either a complete raving psycho or you're really funny <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> oh, okay this is cool uh, hey you guys you know that Mutiny Radio is on Instagram you can follow them at, <laughs> at Mutiny Radio SF um, that was just a thought that came into my head I was just like well, you guys should follow Instagram <laughs> at Mutiny Radio SF on Instagram you can get all sorts of updates about um Shows like this, <laughs> where uh, two brave women came to support all these men, <laughs> finally. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> Tired of carrying your asses around. Uh <laughs> the last time you huffed and puffed? Um, pretty much any time I run for like five minutes, I huff and puff. <laughs> I'm not in shape, but I think this refers to the marijuana? Mm -hmm. Again, super straight. I don't <laughs> smoke weed, honestly. I've been meaning to come here and smoke, but I, I honestly haven't done it yet. Uh, that's not my vice. My vice is I do drink beer uh, and, and other things, but yeah, I don't s I don't smoke weed. But yeah, I I don't think I can take it because like uh, like I ran a 5K like five years ago, and then like last week I walked my dog around the block and then I had to lie down for an hour. So uh, I'm very very much dying quickly like rotting from the inside out <laughs> i like to say that i am the portrait of dorian gray <laughs> uh something you're proud of cool nothing um that's not true i'm not proud of anything that about myself again part of like being depressed and having identity crisis i actually i actually hate myself uh but no 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 <laughs> i knew i knew if i said that i'd get that awe. Oh, that's funny <laughs> Uh, no, I'm very proud of the fact that um, despite coming from like a really whiskey tango family, I'm not whiskey tango. Like I've only been married once and that remains so. <laughs> uh, everyone else in my family, like they go through husbands and wives like they're, uh, what's a good, they go through husband and wives like, uh, like tampons, <laughs> monthly. Could be. The luckiest thing ever. Matthew Quirk, because he's a leprechaun. <laughs> we had a roast battle last week, so I'm just burning that one off. <laughs> uh, is there hope in the world? Oh, man. These are really deep questions for comedy premises. Holy shit. I thought it was going to be like flatulence and, you know, like bowling. My two favorite things. Is there hope in the world? Um... I mean, in all seriousness, I got to go back to the end of Seven when Morgan Freeman says, uh, he says, a wise man w once said. What? Doesn't that sound like Morgan Freeman? <laughs> Is that a good Morgan? That's not a good Morgan Freeman? All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll go home and work on it. Sorry, my Morgan Freeman isn't, like, up to your standards. <laughs> Jesus. What does he say? He says, uh, oh, yeah, he says, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I believe in the second part. 
Right. So it's worth fighting for, but it's a shitty place. That's pretty much true, I think. I don't know. Pretty much most things that cross my mind when, like, I don't really know the answer, I go back to, like, movies, because that's, like, my... Like, every th- most references I make are, are based on movies. So, like, if I don't know anything, it's it's I have to refer to, like, oh, did I see that in a movie? Like, you know, like, I don't know how to fight, but I've seen a lot of Jackie Chan movies, so I think I could fight? Like, I think I could just run, like, jump through that window safely and not hurt myself and, like, fight five guys. I think I can, because I've seen Jackie Chan do it. I don't know. <laughs> There's so... I thought there was, like, maybe five in here. There's so many. How much time do you, how much time do you spend making these? I'm sorry. I do love the irony that like, you're a total pothead and you forgot to bring 